episode 100. He's taking everything. He's taking the house. He's taking the kid. He's taking the dog. It's not even her dog. It's my dog. He's taking my dog. Look at the stars. Look how they shine. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Doing well, uh, personally. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well as well. I, I wish we could both say that we're our club was doing well, but that's not going as uh, we would expect. But uh, I'm doing well, man. Doing good to see you. It's a milestone today, EC. Do you know what milestone it is? Is it what? What What unfortunate? Is it an unfortunate one or is it a fortunate one? I believe it's a very fortunate milestone. It's a very fortunate milestone, you see. Can you guess? For us. Uh, for us. I can't hear you, man. I said for us, it's a very fortunate milestone. What is it? You see, it's our hundredth episode. We made it to a hundred. Nice. Very nice. I'm kind of a, Might have a, re a reason to drink tonight. You see, I'm kind of upset. It's like you just missed our anniversary. You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't bring me no flowers. You didn't you know, no chocolates. You have some explaining to do, and you have some <laughs> to do, you see. All right? Uh, I, first off, I have to apologize. Second off, awesome. <laughs> On both of our parts. Pretty cool that we made it this far. Long may we reign. We've had a we've had quite a journey these past what we're in season three, so it's been technically two and a half years uh, that we've been doing this. Uh, I know we had you know Matt on for a bit, you know when we celebrated our fiftieth, um, but you know and, you know still keep trucking, uh, and we're still you know we're still working hard at what we're doing. And uh, I want to appreciate you for uh, uh, for being a partner in this endeavor that we have and making this as enjoyable as I've ever had, you know, uh, that I've kind of, uh, I've ever been in, you know. Uh, we, you know, we, I do, I mean, we're doing what we love, talking about the club that we love. Uh, <laughs> through the good times, and you see definitely through the bad times. Um, but, you know, You've made uh, this journey of ours, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you made this journey of ours uh, wonderful, and I, you know, I hope for the next hundred, and um, we'll see what happens, right? Maybe we get good things. Happen. Good things to come in the future, man. And I know that's what's going to happen. So really exciting. Congratulations to you as well, man. And it's just been a really good ride so far, but it's just the beginning. So, you know, got a ways to go. Got a lot to learn, and uh, I'm sure we're going to do both of those things. So, cheers to another 100, man. Cheers. Drink a beer. Drink a sneaker swig real quick. <laughs> All right, EC. 
let's get into the not so good news. Uh, you see, you're right. You were so right. Last podcast, you said you said three one, right? Said three one. But the, on the aggregate of four goals, you're correct. The, uh, there was four goals scored, but unfortunately, all four were scored by Bra- uh, Brentford, and it was bad. You see, this this is. I know um, in most, uh, I think the term rock bottom has been used, and it's kind of it's kind of wore out and is welcome. Um, in, in all these, you know, in all these podcasts or YouTube channels or or whatnot, we've, we've had uh, headlines in the media. But rock bottom is is the best description. But I'm just tired of hearing it. But what we saw on on Saturday uh, was. It made me question if I want to keep doing this. I know I'm saying, yeah, congratulations for another 100, for our first 100, let's do another 100. But on Saturday, EC, I had a question of faith. I was like, do I really want to keep doing this? Because you know what? It's not going to get better. We got thrashed 4-0 by Brentford, EC. And on the pitch, you saw the difference. You saw a team that... What its wage bill is a quarter of ours, right? Their players are lesser than ours because we have these. We have so many internationals on this team. They have so many great players. So quote unquote, we got ran off the pitch. You see, period. Those players showed more want to, and I know I say that. And I know that's a term that we use here in the states and especially in, in American football. More want to and more effort than our players did. Our players seemed to quit after the first goal. And that first goal was, you know, there's several people to blame. I know De is getting most of it, but the back line with, um, you know, uh, McGuire and uh, and Martinez, you know, they're to blame as well. Uh, and it seemed like after that, it was just downhill from there. So... And the team not being able to respond, you see, was kind of the most surprising thing. Even when we went down 2-1, 2 nil, I'm sorry. We went down 2 nil. That was it. That was kind of the death nail. And the only person on the pitch, and I know I've criticized him, you know, for wanting to leave, was Ronaldo and say, come on, you know, we, we, you know, so we just need one to get back into this. And nobody responded. Nobody. It was this death silence from our players and it was so it was so disheartening as a Manchester United fan because you know you and I see most most avid Manchester United fans bleed red um, obviously we all bleed red technically we bleed purple right it's red you know as human beings but anyways I'm getting off I'm getting off the subject um, we bleed Manchester red right we are you know this is what we do um, this is what I'm not saying who, who we are what we make of this who, who how we're made up of you know um, we're not as avid as you know the people over there obviously but we care about this team deeply and as in my opinion you see it seemed like the team that we put on the pitch didn't care about us period they gave up they quit they went flat in the front and I think Ten Hag I think that's the word coming out of 
every pundit, every news, news, news organization, you know, finally these players have proved, have, have, what, what's, the, what's the term you see? The leopard has shown its spots. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, these, these players that have no heart have shown their spots on giving up on, on that game on, on Sunday. And that's what happened. Um, who's to blame? Is it Ten Hag for his formation? Uh, who he played, who he put on the pitch? I think that's probably playing Erickson as a six. It's so deep, uh, so deep um, in line. Uh, I've said it. Martinez getting bullied around, you know, as a five foot nine center back in the Premier League. I'm not saying he's trash, but as a center back, I, I've, I've said it. I think he should play mid defensive midfield, uh, and I think he thrived there. But being a center back in the Premier League, no. <laughs> God forbid we, uh, God forbid somebody blames Harry Maguire and strips him of the captaincy on armband because that guy can't captain his work away out of a paper bag. Period. Bruno Fernandez, who is he passing to? And I think this week Marcus Rashford and Jane Sancho are getting a lot of, you know, getting a lot of hate. Um, but what service are they getting? What, what, you know, what delivery are they getting? But yes, again, not tracking back on defense. That's something simple, you see. That's something simple to do. Tracking back on defense and pressing. But what, what Brentford did, I mean, when you have Cristiano Ronaldo, a 37 Cristiano Ronaldo, putting in more work when he's known not to play defense, putting in more work on the pitch. I'm not saying he played great. He didn't. He missed, I think he missed you know, several shots that, you know, could have the old Cristiano Ronaldo if he was on he's on point could have made so he's not he's not he's not reprieved of any any blame but when you have a 37 Cristiano Ronaldo tracking back back to the midfield playing defense and Rashford and Sancho are nowhere to be found that's a problem so the blame could go for this loss all around from the manager to the to the players and I know you're going to bring up the Glazers I know you know you're going to bring up the Glazers but unfortunately, the Glazers don't lace them up, and that's you know that's that's, that's it. They, they don't play soccer. They don't play football. They don't. But this, you know, I know you said in the past, this is something that's been rotten to the core since they bought got, got, since they bought the club, and this is a culmination. Again, I'm gonna I, I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree with you. What they've done with this club is a travesty. But what I don't what I don't agree with you on is that these players have a responsibility to be a professional athletes and to put effort. Because you know what, those guys, those people that pay money, that buy their jerseys, that um, that buy the tickets, that sing their names in the stands, ha they have they owe it to them. They have an obligation to give everything they got got. You know, those Bacatis, those, uh, those uh, Bucatis and the Lamborghinis, and the Ferraris and all that shit that they, you know, those, you know, these luxury vehicles, these private jets, these they lavish, lavish, um, lavish, um, what do you call it? Uh, vacations. Five stars. Uh, these, oh. these big, you know, big mansions. Those are because of the fans. They get signed, you know, they get signed. Their fans buy their jerseys. 
They're fans by their products that they endorse because the fans love them. So they have an obligation to go out there and give everything they have for the fans. And I know you just say, well, the club, and you brought up a good, good point. And he said, like in our profession, if the safety culture's not there from the top, are the, are the, are the, are the employees going to follow it? Are they going to, are they going to abide by it? You know what? This is different. Because they, not only do they have a, 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 an obligation to their employer, these players have an obligation to fans that pay their salaries, that buy their shoes, that buy their endorsements, that follow them on Instagram, that make them money. And they shit on the fans. They shit on the fans this past game. They've been shitting on the fans this past couple of seasons and saying, you know what, I'm getting paid no matter what. My bag is full and I'm getting paid. And giving me this, we'll try better next time bullshit when it doesn't take much effort to track back and play defense. It doesn't. It does not. So I'm sick and tired of these these players, you know, getting a, a pass. And I don't think they are anymore. Because now everybody's saying they're shit and they're, they're not worth it. But yet, these are international players. Most of these players are international players that play for Brazil, play for Spain. They're not, they're not playing for Estonia or, uh, what do you call it, that... Um, that one that has um, that uh, San Marino, the the one that uh, Gibraltar that has painters and and plumbers on their team. These are these are histor- uh, story countries that have have some some history in the World Cup that they that they play for that they're international sport. So they're not trash. They have talent, but you know what? They don't show their talent for us. They don't. They come and collect a paycheck. They steal from this club. Just like the Glazers steal from this club, these players steal from this club. They steal from their fans, just like the Glazers. Because they cut, they, they cash those paychecks. They steal from them, just like the Glazers. So they're just as fault, these players, as the Glazers are. Period. And it's trash. And you know what? Everybody's tired of it. Everybody's tired of it. These players need a, a reckoning. And hopefully, we're seeing that. And unfortunately, we're not seeing it in a very positive way. And we'll talk about that in short. Alright, I'll get off my uh, my little rant here. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's fair to be emotional. I don't, I don't know too many fans. In fact, one of the kids in the class, he left, but he was... Uh, I wish he would have stayed. He's a kid from Australia, but he was a United fan. And the first thing he said was, I'm, I'm so tired of the Glazers, which was great. Um, I think the players individually, you know, deserve blame. But I think, you know, when you talk about the Glazers from top to bottom and you brought about the fans, you know, the fans haven't been a part of this club for quite some time, in my opinion. And I think the fan base is broken as well. I think it's fractured. I think it's, Half half of United feel a certain way, half feel the other. Some want some players out, some some want players in. So even the fan base is broken, in my opinion. Um, so, it, like I said before, I don't think individuals will ever be uh, pro, uh, um, devoid of, of some sort of um, critique. I think every game we should be able to speak about how we feel. Because I think certain players and certain you know, errors, if you will, 
Um, I would say Harry Maguire of a couple years back was one of the best. I would say now he's now he's crap. I would say Luke Shaw a couple years back was one of the best. Now he's crap. So, you, you know, you can look at these players and, and we can all say that, you know, they're horrible and, and kick them all out. And I understand that. And I agree with most of it. Um, but I do think, you know, for me anyway, I think when you look at the structure that's set up, even down to the stadium that still leaks, um, when when you have folks that have never used their own cash, you obviously know they don't care because if it's my money and if it was their money, I'm sure they would care a little bit more. But when I'm taking out millions of dollars every quarter and I've never spent a dime, I don't I don't really care how things are going. I'm, I'm not too pressed about it. We'll make it the Champions League. And if we don't, that's still OK, because I'll just go buy a player that everyone's going to want to buy their shirt. And they do. So, you know, I think, you know, when you speak about the game specifically, I think it's very easy to to put to place blame first on Ten Hag. I think you hit it on the head. I think you got the lineup wrong. I don't think Erickson's ever played the six, other than when he was at FC Twente, when he was a baby. He hasn't done it since. And so to play him there where he's not comfortable, to play him there where he's going to lose the ball, which even though it was De Gea's fault, he should have never been in that position. So that, that was one of his first mistakes. Um, I think, secondly, if you're not going to protect – uh, your newer players are, that come to the league new. And I thought it was great to listen to conversations from United reporters who spoke glowingly of Nemanja Vidic, but reminded United fans, myself included, that he was shit when he first came. It took him a while. And uh, this is his second game in, in the league. Now, is that is that saying that this kid's going to be the next real Ferdinand? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying it's early, and it does take center backs a while to adjust to a brand new league. So, I agree with you. I think CDM, I would love for him to try it. I would love to see what 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 uh, uh, Varane and Maguire and having Martinez in front of them. I would love to see what that would look like. Um, but I think, you know, again, I, I don't think he trusts him there or he would have already played him there. I think he's kind of going with his pre his uh, his preseason team and he's understanding that that's not really working out for him so far. I think that's why he's trying to push Tony back. But Deia for me. You know, we, we lost the plot early. I don't know if he just wasn't switched on. I don't know if he just wasn't paying attention because it just looked like a dribbler. Once that went through, you kind of got the feeling that it was going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, the second goal, this is not this is this is the reason why the Henderson deal, in my opinion, was so big, because Tin Ha knew that Henderson played the ball with his feet better. And still, for whatever reason, he went with David. And that's that's showing itself very much. So we've all known that David's not a good distributor and we know that he doesn't like coming out to clear out uh, balls, which was the third goal or sorry. Yeah, the third goal. So if you really look, if you really look at it, those decisions and I know you, we saw Dean Henderson have a pretty good game the other day, saved the penalty. And yes, he did gloat a little bit. I don't really like that. But if you're going to run your system, pick the right players. If you want a goalkeeper who can play the ball with his feet and distribute, that's definitely not David DeGaea. So that was the first mistake. I think secondly, again, if you if you know that you don't have Bruno Fernandez clicking on all cylinders, be a manager. Pull him off the pitch. You know, I, I don't understand, and, I, and I, I love today's pictures of seeing the younger kids training. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time you give him a shot. 
I don't think they're ready, but what do I know? I've never seen them play in a professional game when it actually matters. I honestly think your point hits hits very point when you say, and I'm completely behind you when you say it, if you put a kid in there who's on 40 grand a week and you put him out there with, with the big lights on and all you ask him to do, you don't care about goals, you don't care about assists, all you ask him to do is just run around and hustle. I think most of the fans will go, okay, he's at least trying to implement this style of football, which we haven't seen in a very long time. The, the, the style that says these kids can keep the ball, and if they lose the ball, they're going to fight like dogs to get it back. When we lose the ball, it's kind of like, ah, maybe we'll get it back. Maybe we won't. And I think because the players, too, are fractured and they like these players and then these players don't really like these players, they're not hungry to get it back. Case in point, when Ronaldo loses his ball for, the, I think, the fourth goal or maybe the third goal, when he lost that ball, nobody cared. Nobody ran to go help him. Nobody nobody said, oh, crap, this, this guy just lost the ball. Let's go get it. They just kind of stood around. And there's four guys that could have got it. Where was Ronaldo during the game? Where was he in? I didn't hear you. I said, whose half was Ronaldo in when he lost the ball? He was in our half. Why? You know, yeah, right? Why Why is your center forward, your center forward, back in our half trying to trying to collect the ball? It's just, I, think he want, he, I think he wanted to get touches. No, no, no. And that's no, fine. I'm not blaming Ronaldo for it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, I but I think, but it's, but I think it's we should have came to his rescue is what I'm saying. No, no, no. You're correct, you see. No, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm asking like. Jesus, yes. Facetious question. It's like it, your midfield's not doing their damn job, so your center forward has to track back all the way to your half. You know what I mean? And so, what do you expect it to do? Do everything? You know what I mean? So I, yeah, no, no, you're correct. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, you're fine. I just think that shows a lot. Yeah. Because when I see big teams, when their player loses the ball, it's almost like they lost the ball. It's not, well, Ronaldo lost it. You're supposed to be this god. Why'd you lose it? Well, it doesn't matter who loses it. Whoever loses it, you go help them get it back. So, again, you said it. I'm not saying anything you, you hadn't said. I, I think they're broken, and I think the Glazers are broken. I think the coach is looking at things going, man, this is a lot more than what I signed on for. I thought that I'd be able to get players in. That hasn't happened. I thought that at least the things that we worked on in the preseason, which we did, would translate over into the regular season. It's, it has not. And so it may be that time. It may be where you have to start looking at guys and going, look, I... It hasn't worked out. I'm gonna I'm gonna try new players. I'm gonna I'm gonna give these kids a run in the game. I'm gonna see what they do, and if it works out, and you don't get back in, you don't get back in. Um, I don't have any. I, I talked about this last season. We have to stop picking and choosing who we like and who we don't like, and I'm I'm guilty of that. You know, I have my favorite players, and I have players who. 
you know, I want to, to succeed and I want them all to, but I have ones that I like a little bit more. So it's, it's about the kids who want to put in the effort. I agree with you in that. Um, you know, I think if I'm a younger kid on the United team, I'm licking my chops. You know, I, I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay, you, you're seeing what these guys who are on $250,000 a week are doing. You know, they're not performing. They've yet to score a goal. They've come close, but they haven't scored a goal all year. So if I get my chance and I go out there to start, I'm at least going to give you 110% of everything I got. So I think he's already had his come to Jesus moment. I think he already laid it on the guys. We'll probably talk about them running later. But, um, you know, I think it's it's that time where he's got to now look at himself in the mirror and go, I might get fired. I talked I talked about this and I think two pods ago. I, I think it could be a reality for him if, if things don't turn around here pretty quickly. And the fact that, that he's trying to do something and we'll go into just right we'll go into it right now. What he's doing the the he's taking the bull by the horns. Right? You just brought it up. What he did in practice. This the next day in practice, he said, Screw this. You all guys, um, they did the statistics and what Brentford ran what eight point nine kilometers more than our players. They out hustled us by eight point nine kilometers, and uh, we're not uh, we're Americans, so I got I don't know what the, the what's the trend what is it how does that convert over to miles easy? But I think it was like, I'm not sure. I just know they outran the hell out of us. I know that. So what did he do? He canceled the day off. He said, Rick, "Screw it, y'all don't want to run. You don't want you don't want to run." During the game, we'll run right. We'll run uh, the next day, and that's good. That's a message sent to the players. It says, "You know what? You don't hustle." Now we're at the point, and it sucks because we have. We, I mean, we're Manchester United. We should have the most talented players and whatnot. But now we're at the point of, I just rather put you know players on the pitch that are going to hustle. You just said it earlier about the kids, but hustle. Hustle and give me some effort, because you know what, we're getting outworked, period. And you saw it, you saw it on uh, the Brighton match, you saw it in the Brentford match. These players, I mean, these technically quote unquote lesser players that are not as well paid, that are you know that Brentford what was with the championship what, two years ago, Brighton was in the championship two also two years ago three years ago. You see. They're not, they're not big team, big name players. And what did they do? They outran us. They outworked us. They worked together, obviously. And I know, I know this was brought up during the broadcast. Well, they've had a couple of years to, for their their system get implemented. That's why they're working together so much as a team. I understand that, but to be a player and not give an effort, that's on the player itself. That's not on. That's not. That's not on coaching, it's not a statistic, uh, strategy, because I know that was Ole's biggest, you know, everybody blamed him. He has no uh, tactics, he has no tactics, there's no tactics. Well, now we have a we have a manager that has tactics, and his players aren't still giving 100%, they're giving 50. Like Bruno Fernandes, again, I'm, and I'm getting tired of his antics, real quick. You know, him, you know, putting his hands up, and, you know, when he makes a bad pass, and and whatnot. That guy's getting old. 
And like you, you, I know you brought it up last year when, when after Pog was gone, who are people going to start to blame? Now it's Bruno, right? But Bruno deserves the blame, you see, because his antics. We don't put up with this shit, you know what I mean? And I'm glad, I'm glad what Eric Ten Hag did. I'm glad what he did. And it shows that, you know what, I'm the boss. You're going to show up, I'm the boss. Period. Now you know there's a new sheriff in town. And it, it was very refreshing to, to hear. Uh, granted, it was it's kind of a, it's one of those things. We don't play till next Monday, so we could do that, right? He didn't need any recovery because they probably can get some recovery this week. We don't have a, you know, a Europa League game or whatnot or an FA Cup game. So, he, you know, he could benefit from that, and we don't play till next Monday. But it sends a message that says, you know what? You didn't run yesterday. You're going to run today. And apparently they put him through a tougher workout too. So let's see let's see what kind of message that sends across. But I, it was very refreshing to hear something like that happen the day after a match. No, I loved it. It was old school. That's what we got in high school. You didn't you don't play well. Hell, it was, it, we could play horrible right after a game when we were running. So I love to see it. I love the fact that Ronaldo came. He ran. Reports say that everyone showed up. Everyone participated. Uh, they ran five more miles. I did Google it while you were talking, and I, you know, for them to outrun us like that, Tena saw that, and he knows that they ran in the preseason. They hustled in preseason, um, and now no one wants to press. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I love it. He called them out. He called them out after the game again. He said, "Everything that we do, we're not going out there and translating it. When we go down by a goal, you got to stick to the game plan, and they didn't do that. So he's not shy. I think if, if he feels like if if I go down and I get fired, I'm taking you guys with me. And so I'm with that. Like I said, every single game, the player should be judged, good or bad, celebrated or talked about. Coaches, players, they they're all it's all fair game." In my opinion, and I, like I said, I was guilty of having my favorites, and I want I like this guy, and why didn't this guy get to play in this position? And that coach puts you out there, and it's the wrong position. I'm gonna get onto him. Coach puts you out there, and it's your position. And you don't play it. I'm gonna get onto you too. So, um, no, I I was sitting here in the same chair in disbelief. Um, I I just I couldn't even. It didn't even make any sense. You know, my son, he battered the crap out of me after the Brighton game. He just called me and FaceTimed me, to, and he just laughed at me. And it was in one simple moment when he realized, he was like, man, I kind of feel bad for you. Like, <laughs> you you guys are going to play, because they had played, Lester had played, he's a Lester supporter, and they had uh, Drew Brenton. And he goes, who are you guys playing? I said, Brenton. He goes, oh, you're going to lose. Didn't hesitate. He's oh, you're going to lose. I just watched him play. He said they're organized, they're fit, they know what they want to do. And I immediately went back and I watched the highlights and I thought, okay, when we talked, I, I knew this is going to be bad. This is going to be good because just like with Brighton, you have structure, you have organization, you have want to, you have guys that understand their assignments. And again, that, that's why I go back to my point. I'm, I'm not over the new guys. Malasia, I'm still fine with. Even Martinez, even Erickson, who I think should be playing in the number ten role, and I will. I will also include the fourth member, Tenha. Everybody else, 
everybody else can get it. I don't I don't care. De Gea, Maguire, any any big time player, Bruno, you name it. it you ha- you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and go, what in the hell are we doing? Like, wh- when are we going to? We hear about it all the time in the states when football teams they'll have a no coaches meeting. They bring them all. They bring all the players in and they just have it out. It, I don't like you because this. You do that. I don't like, and they just have it out. And I haven't heard any reports of that. I don't know. Maybe it's happening and they don't want to leak those stories. But these guys have to eventually come to an understanding of we are literally, and this is literally, in a position where they could get relegated. I mean, we're in last place. We haven't scored a goal all season. You could be a part of history in the Manchester United team in the modern era who went down to the championship if they don't pick it up. So... We, are, we already know we're not going to talk about predictions too long today because we already know what's going to happen this weekend or this next week. But going forward, there's not too many other games that I'm looking at going, if I'm Manchester United and I'm the other coach, I know how to beat them. Press them high, hustle and work your butt off. You're going to get a goal, and they're going to go down deflated because they have no leaders. There's not one leader on that team. Not one. And, I'm not, and I'll exclude Ronaldo because I think he doesn't want to be there. And I think they need to let him go. I know they're trying to get something for him. But other than him, there's not one guy that could grab that game and and make those guys still believe in whatever Ten Hag's trying to tell them. And that's probably the saddest part because these guys are all professionals and all, you know, winners and, like you say, international players. Not one of them is a leader that, that can that can galvanize the team and, and have them do something great. And that's scary, man. That's scary because all these other teams – Nobody's afraid of us anymore. That's gone. That's that's so far gone, we can't even see it anymore. And it used to be we had an intimidating factor before we even got out of the tunnel that we were going to kick your butt. That's gone. Yeah. And that that's the unfortunate part, right? That we have no leaders on this team. We've been looking for a leader. We've missed and missed and missed and missed and missed. I thought... Again, I've always clamored for David De Gea to be the captain because I thought for so many years, and I think, and rightfully so, I think he should be. He had a bad game. He had a bad game Saturday. I mean, you can't tell me no goalkeeper's not had a bad game. No top-flight goalkeeper has had a bad game. Uh, but, yes, the, the game that the Ten Hag wants to run is playing out from the back. Um, that's where Ten Hag needs to adapt. And I know we've had discussions of past pods on why Henderson is easily can easily go and De Gea can't, and it all comes down to the wages. And that's not De, that's not David's fault. You know what I mean? He had his chance to move, or the chance that he had to move was to Madrid back in what 15 was it? 15, 16, somewhere in there. The infamous, the infamous fax machine. Fax machine, the fax machine, right? The PDF, you can't PDF. Or I can't hear you. Machine, it's like you can't PDF or what it's like, anyways. Um, but yeah, the, you know, he, that was his chance, and now he's stuck with us, and now he's stuck with us on big wages. So it's a lot more easier to get rid of Dean Henderson or put him out on loan, um, than it is the hand. So that's where, and he, the hand's a marvelous goal. And you know what, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this up, you know, I'm gonna get the, the hook off David the hand. It was the uniform's fault, man. He probably didn't 
he, uh, those blended in well with the grass. He probably didn't see, the, you know, who had the ball. You know, it was just, it was one of those things. I blame it on the Manchester United shitty ass uniforms that they were wearing this past. I mean, those are, those, they need to be burned. I mean, whoever buys that that freaking uniform, you deserve to get punched in the dick. That's my opinion. All right? <laughs> the worst of all time. It's not even close. It's like road construction uniform. I mean, and it, you, you went know, out. It's like a road. It's like a road construction uniform. You know what I mean? Uh, it, uh, that, it's that, bad. That, they needed to do, donate that to the Texas Department of uh, what do you call it? The, the text dot of transportation so they can wear out there on the roads. So they can see them. Cause that's trash. Those, those are. I mean, they're bright. I mean, they, he probably just he, he, you know they reflect the sun. You know, got in his eyes, or he couldn't see, because he was in the, he was in the, the, he wasn't in the shade like he was in the second half, where he, he didn't let mm. any goals in. He was in the very bright side, with those uniforms, got in his eyes, so I'm blaming that. But getting back to the captaincy, I guess, I think David De Gea deserves it, and I think he's somebody that can do that. Uh, but he's, he's been muzzled, right? You think he's been muzzled for so long? And you, you, you said it here in our, in our pregame, uh, pre-match show, not show, but our pre-match, um, what do you call it, meeting, of what he said during uh, uh, after the match. And it's something that he's wanted to say for so many years, and then he gets hand, his hand slapped for it, right? Well, I think he's the only one that, you know, he didn't do a Harry Maguire, where Harry will come out and say, like you said, well, we'll get him next week. You know, he came out and said, I played horrible, and he did. Both the first two goals, his fault. Period. Full stop. He should have saved the first one. He kicked the ball to Erickson when Guara was wide open. We're down two nil. So, you know, he manned up. He went over to the fans after the game. That traveled all the way to London to go see the game. He clapped those guys up, and then he asked to come speak to the interviewers. He asked to come out and man up and say, "I wasn't good enough. I didn't play well." I cost us three points. Um, he he owned it. So, no, I, you know, he's someone that in the past I'd, I'd wanted him to because I, I felt like he was, you know, going to speak truth to to power. Um, I think Ragnick did a good job of that. He did, and I think Ten Ha's doing a good job of it because, again, I don't I don't think he's going to just let these guys get him fired without saying, hey, I'm not coaching that. Everything I'm coaching is what we did in the preseason. You guys all saw it. Everybody pressed. Everybody played hard. We won those most of those games. And uh, I think that's what he was expecting to see to start the season out. So um, I, I feel bad for him. But again, it's the second game. And I know, listen, it's happened before. You know, managers have come in and not performed early and they're out the door. I'm very, very interested to see because, I mean, I think a lot of people were very excited for Ten Ha to come. I wanted Conte, and it doesn't mean Conte was going to be this savior because I think I think the people who didn't want Conte had a point, which was he's not going to stay for five seasons. He's going to stay for two, maybe three, and then he's out of there, and now we're starting over again. The reason I want him to stay with this guy is because if you look at where we're at right now, just at this moment in time, and you bring this up all the time, I love this point. You have Ten Ha, who has players that 
Jose had and that Ole had and that Van Gaal had, you know, these aren't players that he specifically wants. (laughs) Right. So it's one of those things where if we do this again, you're going to now have another guy come in with a new voice and a new system, but all with the same players. So, like I said, I I know that trash is a is a strong word. I know they're good players, but again, you have to be consistent. That's one thing that we've all been able to agree upon through all this roller coaster. So one year McGuire's great, the next he's not. One one game Fred's really good, the next he doesn't even know how to kick a ball five yards. One game Bruno scores two goals, the next he can't hit the broad side of a, of a barnyard. Consistency in these players consistency and having the same voice I think is key. So for me, you hit it on the head. I think pod two pods ago when you said, just play the kids. What are we, what are we waiting for? Just give them, just at least give them a chance. And then if they, if they crap the bed, okay. They at least are running around trying and they're going to do every single thing that manager says. And again, it might count. It might cost you relegation. It, it very well may be just because of the, the sheer strength of the other team, it might cost you relegation. But now everyone knows it's your club. You're going to rise back from the championship with more money and players that you want. And then you can start your program. But right now, man, unless he can get Tony, and I know you're going to throw up in your mouth a little bit, but unless he can get Tony back, who wants to press from the front the whole game, which is what he was doing in preseason. I don't see how this works. I don't see how it works at all. It, it starts up top, and I'm not Ronaldo is not the the reason, mm-hmm. but he's not going to press for 90 minutes. It's just not in his DNA. And he's again, and I said this last week. He's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Period. That's really not even debatable. Um, but he's not. That's not how he was built. He's not how he was designed. Um, Tony, who's not even in his same atmosphere, will press. So he's rumors are, reports are, he's going to give it a shot. I don't know. For me, hamstrings have always been forty-eight weeks. So if if he's saying that's all all I'm missing, fair play to him. I would throw somebody else up there. Hell, I'd even play Rashford, who's not a striker at all, up there. If you think you need a forward that's gonna that's gonna press the whole game, so. It, it's bleak. It's it's grim, and it's not going to get any better, guys. It's going to get worse this 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 coming Monday. Oh my gosh, Nunez is, is six foot two. You know what everyone that goes to the game describes Martinez as? They describe him as tiny, not small, not short. Tiny is the word that the people who are going to the game are using to describe him. So I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, it's it's not looking good. Damn, you see, way to burst my bubble. Tiny, I knew he's short, but tiny. That's just, that's every pundit, everyone that's writer that's gone to the game. They nudge. Hey, he's tiny. I thought he was short. No, hey, he's freaking tiny. So if if you're if you're a coach, I'm gonna lob it up there. I'm gonna see what you can do. See if you can handle it. And so, again, Tenha has this thing where he's already said, Maguire and Martinez, that's my two. Maguire's my captain. He's putting in so many flags in the ground. It's 
your pride, you, you have to throw that pride away and go, okay, I'm sorry, Martinez, you didn't work. Center CDM. Sorry, Harry, you're you're not you're not a captain. DeGay is gonna be my captain. He actually speaks the truth. He has to make these decisions because again, I'm not I'm not I, I'm I'm gonna give him five years. I don't think the Glazers will. I really don't. I don't think the Glazers are gonna give him five years. I think he'll have a season if he if he makes it through the season. And then I think they'll let him go. They'll say project scrap, we're gonna go get a big name manager and start again. Pride, you know, it's like uh, on uh, Pulp Fiction when uh, Ving Rhames or what's his name, uh, whoever he plays, what's God dang it, Marcellus Wallace when he says, "Pride's fucking with you, Butch." You know what I mean? It's it's gonna it, it's gonna be his downfall if he can't if he can't say to himself, "This isn't working." Yes. The four two three one, it's not working. I think everybody, I can't hear you. everybody oh. can see it. You know what's not working. We know, we know first and foremost, and ho- I, I really don't know the backstory of Lindelof. I think he, he you know, he's, he was up in the pre- um, the owners the box two weeks ago. He didn't play. He wasn't even on the bench this week. Um, Bayi was on the bench. We know, we know everybody, everybody can see Maguire's not working. You know what I mean? So if you have to, I'd rather put Bailly and and Varane, Varane's experience. Yes, both of them are injury prone, but I'd rather try injury prone, you know what I mean? And you have some sort of defense, than put Harry Maguire. And Martinez, I mean, I don't know if everybody knows, but the guy should be playing CDM. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he could distribute better than Erickson at the, at the six than Erickson did. You know what I mean? He's more tenacious. That's what needs to happen. But if this, if, if Tenac can't adapt that way and still sticks to his guns on wanting to have Harry Maguire uh, and Luke Shaw, which I think everybody thought Malassi was going to start this past match, so it's just it's getting it's getting ridiculous. Uh, we have to move on because we um, after this match, it seems like. The uproar, I mean, the media has been blasting the club, period, up and down. I mean, on TalkSport, on, <laughs> on all these YouTube programs, it's been, it's been, I mean, again, I'm using this term, rock bottom, but it's being thrown around left and right. So it seems like we're throwing shit to the wall and hoping it sticks by who we're rumored to be getting. I know we talked about Adrian Rabin, was it last week, you see? The week before. Yeah. Have we talked about him? Week before. Week before, I think. Last week, right? Um, and it, I, you know what? I, I'm kind of glad. I can't hear you. I said I'm kind of glad that the the rumors are that that deal's falling through. Period. Because I don't think we need that. Dra- we, we don't need that drama. Uh, hit, you know the wages that he wants, which is top wages, and then mommy's boy over here. His mom's his agent, and that's going to be, that's, we don't need that toxicity, period. So I'm kind of glad that that's kind of, you know, nipped in the butt. Um, the, in the leaks out of the locker, or, uh, they leaked the fan thing about uh, Arnautovic. Uh, they apparently, the, and the fans kind of like, the fans kind of twisted the arm of the club and said, 
we don't want a freaking you know 33 year old striker that causes problems and really doesn't do much but guess who guess who else we're in for you see name name somebody well i heard i heard christian pulisic was somebody that uh we might be looking for. I don't know if, if those rumors are true. I know Chelsea is done with him, but uh, who who else who else had you heard? Christian Pulisic. Correct. Christian Pulisic. I can't. On a loan move. Loan move to United. Rumor. We're. Uh, I know we talked about Casemiro. We had an argument a couple of years ago on who's the best CDM in in the world, and I know you said Casemiro. Guess who we're in for? You see. Mm. Are we in for Casemiro as well? I can't hear you. We're in for Casemiro, rumored are. And we're obviously this whole Atletico Madrid thing, we're in for Joe Felix at 145. Um, Alvaro Morata. I guess we're trying to look for some swap deals there. Uh, who else you see? Um, Mateus Kuna. Uh, don't know where he's from. Uh, I think he's a vertical too. A striker. Uh, who else you see? Who else do you want? Uh, we can name him. Anthony. We're back in for him. Uh, look like we're heard about that one. Huh? I heard about that comeback. And it's just, you see, it's just poor, poor recruitment, you see. We thought this Murtaugh thing, getting rid of Ed Woodward, I think everybody was pretty excited that, you know, with the Frankie DeYoung thing and, you know, at the beginning of the window, we got Malasia, we, you know, I mean, we're, I know the Martinez thing kind of ran, um, you know, ran into the late July, no, early, early July after they went out to, Singapore or not Singapore, Thailand. Uh, the Ericsson thing dragged its feet, uh, but it seemed like we had some sort of plan. And now we're just throwing shit at the wall. You see, we're saying, "Who give us your?" You know, I hate to use this term. I mean, because it's kind of like, <laughs> but it's that uh, you know, that uh, that that the terminology on the Statue of Liberty. Give us your tired, your weak, your huddled masses yearning to be free that's what we're looking for we're not even looking for i mean talent you know we we just want anybody to fill some shoes we want bodies you see we want bodies we want you know to fill a jersey and you know what most of these guys are going to be on high wages period you think joe felix is going to come in at i think the rumor at 145 million i mean i would love i wanted joe felix coming out of monaco i think he came out of right from, he went from Monaco to, to Madrid. I thought Joao Felix would have been a great replacement for Ronaldo because they've always said he's the next Ronaldo. But if we got him out of Monaco at the price that they had at 75, yes, I would do it as a youngster. Not at 145. I'm sorry. Scratch that. And then Alvaro Morata, I think. It's a low transfer fee, but yet high wages. We're looking at that. Rabignon, we've talked about him. On his high wages, wages, and he, you know, we compared them. We did the statistics to, to Matamani last week. Um, I think the only one that probably could be a deal is um, is one that we've been looking for the for like past two seasons is Moises 
Cal Calcedo, and he was the man of the match when he played uh, played against us at Brighton. I think that would be good business for CDM. You know what I mean? And what he did. But all this other stuff you see, it's trash. Anthony, we're gonna overpay for another IX player at seventy-five million, probably. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And you know what? You know what? To bring to to get the heat off the Glazers, I bet you we bring overpaid players in to this toxic clubhouse. That's crazy. Do you think? Yeah, it's it's Igalo at the last minute. It's Edison Cavani at the last minute. It's the same stuff, man. It's the same. That's what I'm saying. It's just rinse and repeat. It's it. The Glazers don't. I don't even think they care. That's what I was saying earlier. Let if let alone know. So they're gonna entrust. Which again, it's great business. It's absolutely amazing business that they can do it and they can pull out a huge dividend. That's the one thing people have to be honest about and say, is it is it morally sound? No. But it's great business. You spend none of your money. You put none of your own money into the club, yet you spend over almost a billion dollars on players. And it just doesn't work. It's been that way for 17 years. So I, I honestly feel like they're going to do the same thing. Because what do we have, a week left of the transfer window? Two. So we got two weeks. You know we don't do deals that fast. So it's going to be whomever at the very end, some player you you don't have any idea who or how or why he'd want to come. And I totally agree with you. He's going to be over $100,000 a week, guaranteed. And we're all going to get excited. We're going to try to find the great YouTube videos of this guy scoring a goal or if he's a defender shutting someone down. We're going to find him. They're going to be all over YouTube. And it's not going to work. So I'm 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 at a loss for words sometimes when it comes to the recruitment. I try my best to be optimistic and say, okay, this is their very first go at it. This you know Woodward I think failed in my opinion overall. I I, I would say the only thing that he did good was he was a great uh, getter of 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 these uh, endorsements. That's awesome. I give him props, props for that. Commercial. But I think United's. Say again? The commercial part. The commercial deal. Yeah, I think that part. But other than that, the football side, um, th that that side failed. So, again, I I wouldn't mind any of those, any of those guys you named. The, 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 I'd take Jao now. I'd, I'd take, I'd take uh, 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 Marata now. I'd, I'd take uh, any of these guys you're naming. Um, but it's going to cost us. Would I be willing to do it right now? Like I told you before, I don't, it's not my money and I'm not an avid. Give me the new t-shirt. Give me the new, this, give me the new, that that's on those guys. You, if you guys are out there spending your money, fair play to you, you work hard for it. But you know, my, my thing is right now, Ten Ha needs help, man. He needs players. He, he needs help. He, he's going to drown with these guys. He's going to drown. He has no midfield, period, full stop. He doesn't have one. Um, and I know it's early, and maybe these guys will turn the form will turn around. I just don't see it. I don't see us having a decent midfield player other than Erickson, who's passed it. Um, the wings, I think Sancho's there. I, I Honestly, I thought Rashford was going to PSG. I know. I think when his management reached out, 
I thought he was gone. And I, and again, for me, I thought he was going to have one of the best seasons because he needs to show Southgate that he's ready to play for England in a couple of months. Hasn't happened. So I don't know where Ten Hag goes with it. I don't I don't know what the Glazers do with it. Hopefully this Elon Musk thing is real. I know it's been a lot of, of jokes, but on, if you look no, at the no, stocks, hold on, hold on. No, don't get into that. stocks have gone up. No, don't get into that real quick, please, okay? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, what, uh, speaking of the PSG thing, would Rashford really want to go to that, uh, that, that shit show that's a PSG right now? I think he would. I, I think I think he's looking at it going, I can't, my, my legacy, if you look at where, where he was, and I know I well, two years ago, he really helped and catapulted us to get us into a good position. In my opinion, if, if I were to never watch football in my life and you gave me last season and now, I would not understand why he was at our club. I wouldn't have a clue as to why he was here. Um, his his Since the Euro penalty miss, he's been a shambles. He's been an absolute shambles. And, you know, for me, if I'm his agent, if I'm his friend's, I'm telling him, Marcus, you got to get out of here. This is toxic. You're not any good anymore. The only thing you're good at right now is selling books and feeding kids. That's it. PSG with that Mbappe shit? Uh, I don't know about that. You got to go. That's you got to go. You got you to gotta get out. And, and, and you don't, you're not going to start over Mbappe. That seems like more of a toxic environment, you see. When Mbappe's... Did you hear all this stuff that was happening over this weekend? I think... I think... I think with the Mbappe thing, I think for me, Rashford would come into a situation where he wouldn't start. There is no pressure. Nobody cares about PSG. As big as as big as they are there, nobody really cares. Manchester United is front page, and we're the bottom of the table, and we're front page news. So he needs he needs a little less spotlight. I think, yes, is it big news over there for them? Absolutely. But... Week in and week out, it's not going to be the same light. I think he, I, I would have loved to see Malasia, sorry, not Malasia, Alanga, uh, be the guy, live or die with him, see what he's going to do. I would, I would have loved to see it. Um, but you know, unfortunately, or fortunately for Marcus, I, I think he wanted to go. Uh, it didn't work out. All right, uh, all right. Last thing about the players, you see, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Cristiano Ronaldo responded, responded on Instagram or whatever social media platform that he that he did, saying that within two weeks he's going to give an interview and he's going to call out all the fake news and blah 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 blah. My question is, why wait two weeks? I mean, if he's if he's got something set up, maybe he's got obligations, practice things of that nature, and he just doesn't have time. That's the only reason I would think Ronaldo's very calculated. Um, you know, he might be looking at the schedule. Maybe he wants to talk and then go out there and perform against a lesser team than Liverpool. Because um, honestly, a lot of what he said last year was, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do this. And it, it his his own performance wasn't propelled after that big interview that he gave calling all of the players out. Um, I still respect the guy. And if he were to say something to me in that locker room, you best believe I'd be listening and saying, okay, clearly you have the blueprint on how to do it. And I'd listen up. So 
You know, the only logical thing as to why he would want to wait is strategics. He's he's got it mapped out. I just don't see him not being calculated. If if he's saying two weeks, there's a specific reason as to why this guy's gonna do. There's no recklessness in Ronaldo's. He doesn't even eat. <laughs> this guy's just very calculated. But what do you think is it is announced going to be? Like, is he gonna? What is it? I mean, is he gonna stay at the club? I mean, is it saying that he's this is the reason why he's I, leaving the club? Or I mean, because I think the rumor mill is already flying. He's gonna take a shot at the Glazers, guaranteed. He's gonna take a he's gonna take a shot at the Glazers. And he's gonna call them out. He's gonna say they got to do better. Now, is he gonna you know call them names and is that no? But he is definitely gonna take a shot, guaranteed. Because again. I don't want to be here. That's his theme. That's been his theme since the summer. They didn't want him to be fair to him. If we want to be really honest, they didn't want him. So I think he's going to take a shot at the Glazers. I think he's going to take a shot at some of the players, not specifically, but he's going to say people don't want to train. People don't want to hustle. You have to have heart. He's going to take a, he's going to take his shots. So is he at the club or he's at another club when he does this interview? I think Napoli has a good chance. I think he's got a good chance to go to Napoli. I, I really think that's the last shot. I think they pose some of the things that he wants as far as Champions League. Um, it is a story club to an extent. That is where Maradona played. So it's not a huge club, but it does have its history. Um, but I think that's his last, you know, go around at it. I think if United played smart, they may be able to poach a couple players, maybe not the best, uh, but some of them, um, and I think he goes there, but, um, that's, that's, that's the only way that's, that's, I don't see any other clubs that have been saying anything that make any sense. Um, and so I, I think he could be gone. Um, but I think after that game and looking at his face, he's over it. He's he's had he has had he didn't want to come, and now that he's here, he's seeing it. Shit, he doesn't want any part of it. He doesn't want any part of it. You don't even look at his face. Just look at his body language when he walked off the pitch. The dude didn't even look at freaking the manager. He was reluctant to shake hands with anybody. I mean that dude, <laughs> that, that dude checked out. And I know I know I. I was pissed off at Ronaldo. I did my, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the seven stages of grief, right? You know what I mean? You're mad and sad and uh, blah, 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 blah. I think I've come to acceptance. And what we put on the pitch on Saturday, Saturday I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo deserves that. I don't think he, he deserves to be around a bunch of fucking losers, period. And losers, that's what they are. All right, anyway, you see. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. I know um, we're pressed for time here, but the big news, uh, or or is it just smokescreen, you see? Is it just uh, smoke and mirrors? The big news, uh, it's been reported that the Glazers are willing to share minority stakes of the club uh, here and with the next 24 months actually sell the club. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Elon Musk put a tweet out, the world's richest man, or is Jeff Bezos still the richest man, or is Elon overtaking him? Who knows, right? They're fighting for it. Billionaires against billionaires. Who cares? The 
they have the money, <laughs> right? Um, so you have Elon Musk putting out this. It's kind of, it was kind of funny, you know, this tweet saying that he's gonna buy Manchester United, and uh, I think he was basically just joking, but he said Manchester United was one of the you know club that he loved. Uh, but the more, I guess, the more favorable um, uh, story that's come out of this is Sir Jim Radcliffe, the richest man in England. Um, I think he's, at first he's worth, reported he was worth 12 billion, and now it's now reported that he's worth 21 billion. He's, um, he's estimated to be worth over 21 billion. Um, he's, I think he owns Nice in France. Um, he was reported into buying Chelsea over the Bullies, uh, but the dude, uh, from what I've read in the past about him, since his Glazers Out movement, since I've been following it, um, his name has always been brought up. Jim Rack, Sir Jim Radcliffe, you know, richest man in England. This guy's a boyhood Manchester United fan, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, but it looks like he's starting, you know, he's looked to be He's positioning himself to starting to buy minority stakes into the club. With what's going to happen on Friday, I'm sorry, Monday, EC, um, it seems like there, this massive protest is going to happen at uh, Old Trafford with the Liverpool match. I mean, people are talking about being the same as when they played Liverpool during COVID and they call off the match. I mean, I'm hearing reports that this is how bad it's going to get uh, to prevent the match from happening. To send a message to the Glazers is all these are all these reports self-made. I'm saying like, are they just being leaked out by uh, what's his name Ashley, the guy, the, the media guy from Manchester United. He used to work for the Sun or the Mirror. Dean Ashton or Ash? All these reports getting leaked out about Manchester United, about the Glazers, you know, selling and, you know, being a part of appeasing fans, or more so about appeasing fans, or do you actually think that this is going to actually happen? Because obviously, the Manchester United's evaluation has gone down. Uh, we're losing sponsorships. Uh, obviously, COVID and all that has come down. Is the valuation of Manchester United the reason, or are these just rumors to appease fans uh, for them not to mess up what's going to happen on Monday? I mean, I, I I think the rumors are true that we're going to protest. I don't know to what extent. I don't. I would guess that because of last time's events, that place is going to be a fortress. It's going to be Fort Knox. I mean, you're not going to just I mean, people were in the stadium on the on the actual goal last time. I mean, it was bad. So, I honestly, I think the game's going to be played. I think. What about it's what if about they're going people preventing people from getting in, blocking the turnstiles, blocking players to get in? I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Like I said, it. This will be. This will be a very epic protest. This. This is that 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 much. I, I feel, but I don't think that because of the events last time and the fact that everyone knows that that people are upset and that they're 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 angry 
there will be polices, police, <laughs> polices. There will be policemen uh, on horses. Um, there's going to be riot gear. There's going to be, I mean, because again, as much as it, it would cause more of a stir for them to just go and sing songs and no one go in, we know that's not going to happen. There are people all over the world who have literally like looked at this game as like a bucket list thing to to go see Liverpool at Manchester United. I mean, it, it's 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 literally a lot of people's dream to go and and watch this this game. So people are going to go inside. Um, they're not going to be happy with the product uh, because we have no chance. But I think. If you could, if you would just to see people dressed up in green and gold, you know, 50,000, 60,000 people outside and say there was only 20,000, say there was more Liverpool supporters inside of the stadium than there were United fans. That to me would be a bigger statement than going inside and breaking things and causing fires. Because it, it it's it is going to be one of epic epic proportions. It really is. But I think the message, the and I know, like I said, one of the things that was big running on social media for me this week that I saw was that a lot of these YouTubers who live in England who have influence have basically said, "Look, this is an opportunity for us to show our strength and say, if you are a fan." Get over your 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 anger towards other fans, or you don't like the Red Army, or we don't like the United Stand, or we don't like the United View. Get over all of that and show the Glazers that the only thing that we care about is getting you guys out, and let's all come stand in solidarity. And the reason why it brought a lot of controversy is because the biggest YouTuber, uh, United uh, personality is the stand and Goldberg said no I'm not I I'm bigger than you guys and so he caught a lot of flack for that because I think that to me standing outside singing songs having a great time without spending a dime and giving it to you guys I think that would send a bigger message um cuz you're going to you're going to get people like I said earlier man this is some people's bucket list game this is some people, if if I had one thing in the rest of my life I could do, mm-hmm. it'd be for us to play Liverpool. Win, lose, or draw, I was in the stadium, regular season game, United versus Liverpool. That's some people's bucket list. So there's going to be United fans in the building, guaranteed. I just think what it's going to be what's going on outside of the building um, that's really going to be, I think they're going to be panning inside and out throughout the whole game. It's going to be really interesting to see. I doubt NBC on a Monday, uh, their Monday night show. Uh, Sky might, if if uh, on the on the English side, but I don't think the they'll probably do a pre-match. Uh, they'll maybe do it uh, at the halfway mark, and obviously they'll we'll discuss it after the match. But I don't think NBC is going to be um, projecting that on USA or whomever, yeah, USA or Peacock, whoever is going to be broadcasting it. On Monday, but it is a primetime match. It's Monday Night Football uh, in um, in England. 
So it's going to be interesting. But getting back to the, you know, EC, getting back to, to the Radcliffe stuff. Is somebody like Jim Radcliffe ideal, an ideal owner? Because reports are he wants to, you know, he basically wants to build something on his own. And what we need is something to ground up, I think, in this organization. We need to, you know, not build upon what, you know, what we have. We need a slash and burn kind of operation. Um, instead of what the Glazers are doing is basically putting uh, band-aids in a dam hole. You know what I mean? Not a dam, like a dam hole. But like, you know, like a we're, we're, an, we're, we're an ATM. That's what we are to them. We're an ATM. And it's this guy has Mark Cuban written all over him. And the reason I love Mark Cuban, not just as a businessman, but as an owner, he actually likes the Mavericks. He's actually a Mavericks fan. He's actually someone who grew up liking them and went to games and looked at the games and said, the Mavericks are crap. Like, we're a shit team. I could buy them and make them better. And he's actually won a championship. So... I think this guy would have, he would go all in, fix the stadium, fix the ground, get people that want to actually do their job as far as recruitment. I think he would do all, he would be an absolute legend if he were to buy that club. One of the positive things coming out of, uh, one of the positive statements that uh, they brought up from when he was trying to buy, when, when he was trying to buy Chelsea, one of the positive things that is when he's trying to buy Chelsea uh, which didn't happen again. Again, uh, was the fact that he said, "I already make money." You know what I mean? He made money. He, he's like, "I already make money. I don't need this club to make money." So that alone, that mindset, just like you're talking about Cuban, just like you're talking about Sheikh Mansur, uh, MS MSB, or or you know, I mean, I know those are all that's oil money, but. You know, these people already make money. So this is a toy. I mean, I hate to say it. Should it be a toy? You know what I mean? That you want to you wanna win? It's like a, it's like the fantasy football, right? It's You want to win that fantasy football title. You know what I mean? So I, I, I really hope. And I really hope the steps are put in place because if the Glaciers are losing their – they need to sell at the peak point of investment, which was – Probably last year, or the year before last, they're losing their the valuation of their their investment is losing. Granted, they're still making money because they bought the club off of a, a loan, uh, so it's not their money, and they're gonna make money hand over fist. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they'll probably be sticking that United with the damn bill on their damn loan and taking out money for that. But if we have somebody like this guy, uh, Jim Radcliffe, I don't want Elon Musk. I think that dude's too. <laughs> too I don't think he doesn't have football. Yeah, that and uh, yeah, I think he's too crazy. Uh, to um, yeah, you know he's he's supposedly innovative, but that that could be debated. Um, but I just don't think he's he's the right man to buy United. Uh, but if Jim Radcliffe comes in, I think that could work along with this guy. Um, we talked about him last week, the Manchester United ex-board member. I think he's part of that consortium. That can make that happen. And we, us as United fans, can't make it happen as fast as we, you know, 
you know, as quickly as possible. But apparently, it's going to take two years. Well, you see, I mean, it's been a, it's been a wonderful uh, 100th episode, uh, our anniversary. I'm still disappointed. Uh, <laughs> no flowers, no, no, no chocolates. Um, we've had a great 100 episodes, and here's to 100 more, you see. Cheers. Cheers to that, man. Congratulations. I'm going to guess 5-0. Um, I think they're going to turn off, turn it off after probably about the probably about the 50th, 55th minute. It'll be it'll be done. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go 5-0. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I can't do that easy. I can't agree with you 5-0. Liverpool at home. Um, hopefully you know, Ragnick sees his errors in his ways. Hopefully, the players see some heart. Uh, they get Care Bear, was it the Care Bear Stare? Some, somebody, you know, does that in the locker room and they find their heart or they see the Wizard of Oz and, you know, they ask for courage. Uh, that's what they need, courage. Uh, but let's see, um, I can't go 5 nil. I go 3 nil. I can go 3 nil. I can go 3 nil, but not 5 nil. But, yeah, 3 nil. That's if the game gets played, which I'm hoping it doesn't. You see, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for <laughs> chaos. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a little bit of both. I'm hoping for chaos to send a message, uh, because it, if if that happens, it's going to be the next two weeks is gonna be crazy. How many people are going to probably? How many players are going to be putting their transfer request in, and what we end up with? But hey, who knows what happens? So guys, um, y'all have a great week. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. And you see, uh, you want to say anything to the fans? Thank you guys for rocking with us. Keep rocking with us. We're going to keep bringing you guys great content. Love you guys. So then I took my